Is it? Is it? Do you think their theme song is more catchy than our theme song? I was gonna say no way. Although I do think that is gonna clash when you when you when you edit in the intro there from. I I from think Dan. so. Yeah, we're gonna be giving people a couple of different tunes that they have in their head. A little cognitive dissonance there, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's a shorter. I think. I think. Do we have a sting like that? Like like a thirty like a five second go to commercial song, right? You know? Yeah. Who wants to meet a millionaire has the Yeah, that's a good one. That's a that's yeah. an excellent one. And then the Survivor's got the chance. The Yeah. Oh yeah, so, yeah, Deal we, or No Deal, which yeah. is the game that we're discussing today, or at least the uh the D V D board game. Uh is yeah, they got the bump 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 bump. I don't think we have a sting. We have a good theme song, but I don't think we have a sting. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. We we do have the outro. I, mm-hmm. Maybe we could use in there. Yeah, uh, bum, bum, bum. yeah the outro is good. Yeah. We're going to have to get Daniel back on the mixing board and uh, whip us up something nice so that eventually when we get those Casper mattresses commercials <laughs> that we're just putting in the middle of our podcast, so we're going to be able to take care of that. Anyways, welcome to Roll and Move, the Internet's only podcast that's Garrett's favorite podcast. That's true, right? That is true. That is absolutely true. <laughs> that also takes a look at some of the worst board games, some of the most interesting quirky board games, uh, card games that are out there. And in this episode, a little controversy, maybe a video game. That's what it's marked as on uh, Board Game Geek. But anyways, Oof. I am your first co-host, Thomas Youngerberg. And with me here, as always, is... Garrett Lively. I just lost a lot of money. <laughs> He's just lost. It was, it was yours to begin with. Yeah. And now yeah. it is not yours. I, I don't know what I'm gonna you do. It I don't know how in I can your go fingertips. Home. I you're gonna have to you're gonna have to beg. You're gonna have to hitchhike, buddy. I don't know where. I, I, I already tried begging Howie. He wouldn't. He yeah. wouldn't budge. <laughs> he would. He's. You're just. You're. You don't look very like a very clean guy. And I understand that you're, <laughs> he's a bit of a germaphobe. Uh, but who, who who is missing today? As you can tell, is uh, our compatriot. Jeff Lee is not here with us today. He's on vacation. Uh, busy at the moment. I, on vacation, yeah. like a scumbag. Like yeah. a no good guy. Not even, you know what you should do? The only way to excuse it, he's got to get engaged again. You should just give Karen a new ring. <laughs> and then we'll we'll chalk it up. But it's okay. We'll uh, we'll take good care of his score while he's gone for him. So have no fear. I, but, I, uh, I, I, this game ahead. has actually inspired me for my wedding, and I would encourage you to do the same for your wedding, is instead of the traditional vows of, do you take this woman to be your wife? We should <laughs> you know exactly just uh, where you're going. cat, Allison, it. I just have one question for you. Deal or no deal? <laughs> do you think? Do you think some pathetic super fan has like gotten Howie to be to be the uh, the pastor at their wedding? You know they they do those Shrek weddings, they do the Star Wars weddings. Do you think some deal or no deal fanatic reached out to Howie and was just like, "Will you, will you help me be betrothed to my wife?" And I just want you to say, "He's like," and Howie's like pushing back against it because he's like, "He's a nice guy." And he's like, "Come on, you want me to say, you know." He's pushing back. They finally get him agreed to just like you know they pay him what you think a million dollars for the one line. He won't do he won't do the vows or anything, or he won't do the uh, ceremony or the 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 message or or anything else. But he will come up there. Just they pay him a million dollars just to say deal or no deal. Gives a wink and and a smile. Yeah, he's got the got the wedding rings under the little plastic (laughs) box that they slam down and. when she goes, I think I can do better. And she slams it down. <laughs> Bring up the next husband. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. So today, if, if you can't tell, 
Of course, you should be able to tell by this point, we're going to be taking a look at a deal or no deal game. Now, there are a lot of deal or no deal games that are out there. Too many. deal or no deal card game. There's a deal or no deal electronic game, which you might think is the DVD game, but it's not. It's more like uh, electronic talking battleship. What's interesting is that all of these games have the exact same components. It's this You're doing the same thing in every single board game because the all, the concept of deal or no deal is extremely simple, right? There's nothing really to yeah. it. Yeah, you, and usually when you see direct ripoffs, even even if it is with the game or whatever, there are little variations. Mm-hmm. I you know I think the difference between the Amazing Race ones were one we were just like straight trivia. The one we played right. had a board, and it was actually you know a race around the board. Right. Um, or if you if you think of like we've seen various Desperate Housewives games, and the one we had was randomly <laughs> about not getting your secret revealed where others were, were you know like straight trivia games or whatever yeah there's there's no variation in the deal or no deal games they're yeah. just you're playing yeah. deal or no deal you're you're trying to guess a case and get lucky and make the most money it was a game where it was a dvd game and a game show game that was exactly what i thought it was going to be because with the other ones i was a little bit of oh i wonder how they're going to work the uh this mechanic into it or the travel mechanic into the board game or i wonder how 24 is going to work sort of like the tension into the board game the, you Spo- know exactly what you're getting it didn't at all right but you i was still wondering how they were going to do that right. with this i was like oh we're going to pop in a dvd it's going to be howie mandel yeah. saying hey choose a box and then choose a case and then open all the other cases yeah and, that, and that's exactly what it was. Yeah, and it, it's it's pretty similar. Have you been to the like arcades where they have the arcade version of this? You pay like five dollars and you get to sit through. I have seen. Do those offer tickets or something? I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. They and they'll offer like up to a thousand tickets. And so you, I, I don't know the exact ratio, but yeah, they have a set number of cases. It's probably not all twenty six as in the classic game. That, but. yeah, that works as a, a ticket based game. Right. But I couldn't imagine that you would play because like this takes a little while to play. It's going to take like fifteen twenty minutes to get through all your cases, <laughs> even if you're playing like yeah. by yourself. We'll go over that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you, but you, but yeah, you're right. In an arcade setting, you can win some tickets. Here, you're just out whatever you spent on the board game, and it's never going to like you know put. Put transfer some money into your bank account or right. anything like that. You're you're just you're just like, oh boy, man, I scored one hundred seventy eight thousand dollars. Yes, right. <laughs> I don't know why, but like points, points for some reason in just the general concept of them in video games and other board games felt a lot more satisfying to me than the fake money of Deal or No Deal. I think maybe it's because the game is telling you this is money. Yeah, yeah. It's I, not I, like Monopoly or money. Do you, you, you understand what I'm trying to say? It's like, I don't know why. In other games, I didn't really care or notice as much. We're just like, oh, you have to get the most points. I go, okay. But if Or you have to get the most victory points. I'm like, okay. Like, it's an arbitrary, it's a fiat point system in almost any game that you play. But when you're talking about fake money and deal or no deal, and it's just like, are you going to do it? I, I don't know. I feel a lot more gutsy. Yeah, I definitely feel that. And I, I think it's basically the same feeling if you go play poker with your friends and you're not playing for money. It's just like, all right, it's a game of chance, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. it, you're not, you're not like with other games with arbitrary points or whatever, you, there may be some strategy and that's the rewarding part of it. But when you're playing games of chance or, or games of gambling or whatever, you're, you're literally just hoping to get lucky to win money. And that's the enticing factor of that. So otherwise it's, it's no fun. And that's why war sucks. Now, if you, now if, you have, if you have if you have a thousand dollars 
bet bet on a game of war becomes real interesting and it's a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) so because the game is so associated with money in real life it's a little bit jarring when that component is taken away from it in board game form and there's not even the element of trivia questions like who wants to be a millionaire might have or something along those lines or trivia elements that are introduced in the amazing race which keep you interested it is literally all about the money which this game doesn't necessarily have um, so, but before we continue, let's do a little bit of background information on uh, Deal or No Deal. We talk about publisher, we talk about that sort of stuff, and uh, I think uh, this game was published by Optical... No, no, excuse me. Uh, this was published by Imagination Entertainment. Uh, I'd never heard of them before. I, I, I think they're actually the, like, studio behind it. I, I think Imagination does a lot of, like, television stuff. Hold on, hold really? On. Oh, yeah, you're right. It says that it's a media company. With offices and distribution in the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Europe. So they just made this game themselves, which makes sense Mm -hmm. because they had access to Howie. They had access to the actual set. I'm pretty sure that those were, you know, some of the actual models that they have holding the cases. They just did this on an off day and they're like, all right, we're just going to have you record some stuff for a DVD board game, Howie. And he was like, sure. Yeah. And I think they reached out to like a DVD game media production company that that probably does a lot of this stuff. Like, I'm not, I I don't remember who did 24, but it, it felt very similar in that year you're pushing buttons and and it has different scenes for each thing right. that you click on the screen. So, you know, some generic DVD media thing that's I'm I'm sure out of out of business mm-hmm. by 2019, but we'll we'll see. So, what is what is the uh what is the history of Deal or No Deal, Garrett? Do you know when this thing came out on the air? All right, so the American version, I believe, came out back in 2005 on NBC and they have had Howie Mandel hosting it for a number of years. I I believe we're up to like, I don't know. 300 like, episodes or something yeah. like that. Tons of episodes. And how he looks the same through it all. Which... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. It's got the ball. He... I, mean, I think you and I have always been fans of how he, he he acts to the camera. He gives the faces. He yeah. you know, does the he's, finger he's... points. He's cheesing it up. He, he's giving some character to the show. And and I feel like he wants most people to win. I believe our, yeah. our good friend Daniel said it best. Like He and I used to talk about the show. I remember Daniel would uh, tell me about Deal or No Deal. And he's just like, man, people are so freaking greedy on that show. And how he's like looking at them, and he's like trying to tell them, he's trying to coax them into. It's like this is a good deal. You might want to. This is a really good deal. You might want to take this deal, and people are just like, "Nah, I'm gonna go for it." (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And I think I don't think they've ever revealed their formula, but I think they ramp up, and so the banker is eventually offering more and more lucrative, lucrative deals as you're Mm -hmm. going through through the game for those of you that aren't familiar with deal or no deal just quickly you just pick cases and then at intermittent breaks a banker will call in and offer um some amount of money that's usually between the lowest amount that you have available that you can win and the highest amount that you have available to win and eventually it evens out to basically you know the exact expected amount you are it's, going it's going to, to be somewhere around the neighborhood of like 65 to 70 percent of the max offer on the board yeah is usually what you're getting offered to R- some extent right so and then if you get to the end of the game and you have two cases left and one's a hundred thousand one's two hundred thousand they're going to offer you 150 thousand and eventually it flattens out to that value um right. so so they're they're general and and I, and I think you have to take into account that you know sometimes you only have one good case and a bunch of really bad cases. So, yeah. it's, you know, maybe you should but, take that good but deal. But Howie's, Howie's encouraging them to take the average because constantly in the show, it seems like people <laughs> would keep pressing their luck and they would just wind up getting screwed towards mm-hmm. the end. They'd have like a million dollars on the board and a penny on the board. 
and they have a five hundred thousand dollar sure thing guarantee, and they're just like, <laughs> I'm going for the million. And it's like you have so much to lose at that point. But regardless, yeah. Howie's a good guy. We can talk about some of the more mechanic stuff later. That's pretty much all of it, though, yeah. which is. You know, well, we'll, there there is the one other thing at the very end of the game, but we'll, which we'll come back to. We'll we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, so this game this game show has been out since two thousand five. Uh, it was a smash hit when it premiered. It's been, I believe, Howie was listed as one of like how uh, Hollywood's most powerful individuals, which is a miracle. Since oh really, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it, it was this was like back when the show first came out, but this was huge. He was like yeah. as big as Regis, and oh yeah. It was it was a massive hit, uh, and it's such a simple concept for the show, which sort of segues into uh, the rules for the game and probably actually taking a look at this box. So, what do we do normally first? Do we look at the rule? We open the box first, right? Let's, yeah, let's open up the box. Okay, so what's this? What's this? This box is hilarious. Go ahead. It's, it's excellent. Uh, yeah, and just real quickly to speak on you're saying capitalizing on the success of this game. This game came out in 2006. You know months after the original show came out so yeah it was perfect yeah, yeah. so that so they're releasing it um but yeah let's take a look in the box so we have a nice size box here uh about the size of maybe like a puerto rico box or or you know uh you know a, not huge euro game but you know standard size euro game a little bit more rectangular than like a uh settlers of Catan or maybe like a carcassonne box something like that then you open it up, and <laughs> I think we commented on this on in like the Amazing Race, and it's it's just air. And I believe you had the line, "It's like opening a bag of potato chips." Right. But what's funny about this one is there is there is no board inside of this game box, and and probably why Board Game Geek rates this as a video game and not a board game because I open it up here, and inside is another box, and this box is just a DVD case. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just so it's a big box and it's got like the yeah. the insert like the plastic insert right. that holds this DVD case still so that when you when mm-hmm. you shake the box you don't like a like a good little boy yeah. on Christmas morning you don't hear it rattling yeah. around in there. Yep. But it is uh it is uh, quite funny. It's like when Amazon sends you a package and you open it up and there's another just like much smaller box with like the uh the the air I forget what those things are called but like the the big air bubbles just wrapped Oh I just got it. one of those. I ordered like a uh one of those mats that you can put <laughs> dirty dishes or clean dishes on to dry, right? Yeah. And I got this massive like shoebox like thing and I opened it up and it was like 98% of the air puffs and then just this little tiny mat. I love it. Very I love it, but it, it just makes waste. no sense for like a board game because again, we, we go back to, I think we talked about this with like Aliens versus Armies or whatever that game was called. You're, you're just taking up real estate space in the in the retail shop, right? Because because you have this huge box when you could just put it on the DVD rack and, and you know, take up a quarter of the space. I, I don't know. It's hilarious, but there's nothing else in the box aside right. from the the DVD case. It, it's and just... back in 2006, people were still going to the DVD rack. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. DVDs oh. were all the rage. I don't know why they just didn't throw this over there, or maybe they did, and they just completely branded it as the DVD game instead of like trying to market it as. It's hard to say. It's, it's hard to say. Yeah. But one one thing they didn't have the foresight for is the five dollar bin at Walmart where they just dump all their boxes of DVDs into because this wasn't going in there for sure. But. Oh yeah, but yeah, maybe that's where things go to die. Anyway, when so is probably. Walmart gonna run out of DVDs? I still see <laughs> the five dollar bin at like Walmart, and I'm just like, I thought that this was just backlog DVDs, like mm-hmm. surplus that you guys had in warehouses. Yeah. You've been doing this for <laughs> at least a decade. Still now. going strong. Still where going strong. are the DVDs? <laughs> 
Where are you getting them? Why do you keep buying them? I can't remember the last time I bought a DVD. I I guess the last time I bought a DVD was when I purchased this Deal or No Deal game, actually. I just threw out a bunch of DVDs. I was just (laughs) like, well, there's no point in having these anymore. I can just pretty much find anything I want online. But regardless, so now that we've opened the box, we got to open the DVD case. Open the DVD case. There is just a DVD and then a small... A small player guide uh, telling you the rules of deal or no deal, which is, you know, fine. So this was probably your favorite because it was literally the rules of the show, which you already knew. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was it was super easy. They do have a some a little flavor text on the back of the DVD box, which is great. This DVD box, I, I still can't get over this. This DVD box looks like it was set up to be marketed, right? Like it's got, it, it's a complete DVD. Like it's not just a blank DVD box. It's right. it's got the 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 logo on there. But they so wanted, that's why I think they it was on the DVD get, right well, I, too. I think they wanted to get this into the board game section, so they put it in a board game box and <laughs> and they. I'm people. telling you, I think they had it in both. I think they had it in both, which yeah, probably yeah. would have made someone really mad yeah. if they were a big board game fan. They walk by the DVD game and they go, <laughs> "No, no, <laughs> bunch of losers! Yeah. I'm not gonna buy that. I'm gonna get an actual. Ah, here we go, the DVD board yeah. game. Now yeah, this yeah. one I'll get. They buy that, they open it up, and it's the same. True. It's the same thing. Yeah. So anyway, you pop in the DVD. Howie gives you a little tour of the 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 vault that he's got all his cases stuck in. They they show all the pretty women walking out in their dresses and their matching dresses with uh, all twenty six cases. And he explains you're gonna pick one case and you're gonna then you're gonna pick intermittently, you know, six cases, then five cases, then four cases to open, uh, continuously revealing money. Mm-hmm. Um, after each set of cases you open, the banker's going to call, offer you some money. You can either say deal and take the amount of money the banker's offering, or you can say no deal and continue to open cases, uh, thus you know changing the odds that you will win a particular amount of money. The lowest amount you could possibly win is a cent. The most you could possibly win is a million, and then they just have varying amounts throughout. So I will say, I, I'll throw this out there. I won. Now, you're probably <laughs> wondering, how can you possibly win in the game? Yeah. There is a two-player competitive mode. All it is is you're both playing two different games of deal or no deal right. at the same right. time. Yeah, and the person who walks away with the most money wins. That's yeah, it. yeah, and I, I, I guess this is the only way they could have made this somewhat, I don't know, enticing to play. I mean, maybe super fans of deal or no deal would have would have enjoyed the one-player mode, but in general, this, like I said, without money, it's not that enticing. So I guess you put in a competitive aspect that's a little bit more fun. But but what I really like about this is they threw in this two-player mode, but they don't keep score for you. Like after after you, because you took the deal of, what was it, $148,000? And it says, now remember, uh, be sure you remember how much you won because you're going to have to keep track of player two's winnings to see who <laughs> the won. The game does not yeah. do that for you. <laughs> so, so it just has you like, hey, re- make sure you remember, all right? Because uh, uh, we don't have that we technology. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the game's trying to remember enough as it is because, I mean, good lo- Lord, those loading screens oh, between my goodness, the cases. And, and so we had this problem with 24, and that was a real issue because it actually mattered how quickly you pressed buttons. Fortunately, with this game, it didn't matter. You could take your time scrolling, but every time, so basically every time you had to pick a case, you had to scroll through. It always started on the case you selected. So if you selected 12, as in Thomas's case, you would start at 12, and you'd have to, if you wanted to pick, you know, say case 24, you'd go 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, on and on. And between each case that you scroll through, there's like a, uh, at least like four seconds of lag, right? Like it was just like, boom. right. It was, it was. <laughs> Really, really bad, but 
I mean, that's probably where, why the game was so long was because of the, uh, I said oh, earlier yeah, that absolutely. this was like 20, 30 minutes, but yeah. that's mostly because of the loading times. Just the itself. load times. But they will do, I will say they did a good job. They shot little scenes of basically everything that could possibly happen in the game, right? So they were right. at least conclusive in that. They had Howie announcing every number. They had shots of Howie answering the phone call from the banker. They had Howie holding up the case that you picked and then opening the case that you had at the end of the game. They had the girls mm-hmm. opening cases. Now, some of them recycled footage, but whatever. They at least took the time to do that, where I, where I know some of the past DVD board games we've reviewed in the past just were like, nah. Just throw, you a, just throw a tech screen up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'll give them some props for that, but good Lord, the loading times between. They had to have a better, better way to select mm-hmm. cases. Like, maybe just make it a menu or something, because it yeah. was painful. And- you might think that the game doesn't sound very fun because you're just opening cases. Uh, of course, Garrett and I did the, the you know, we, we're, we're a big fan of bits on the show. So, you know, whenever we're whenever we're playing a game that we need to yeah. make a little bit more interesting, we can. As far as the game, like, surviving on its own strengths, not so much. But sure. it, it's a lot more fun when you're pretending, as Garrett uh, frequently did, that he has gambling addiction and, you know, he owes money to the wrong, some, <laughs> some pretty bad dudes, the wrong parts of town. Uh-huh. And, uh... Just the first, the first, literally the first yeah. case that Garrett oh opens goodness. up is a million dollars. Yeah. And uh, just the, <laughs> the amount. <laughs> just as far as board game design goes, that's a, that's a pretty bad thing to have in your game to just like immediate, like as soon as you start playing, you're like, well, the best thing you could possibly do in the game. Nah, forget I, about I it. <laughs> yeah. You really, that's actually really bad from a game, gaming standpoint. But yeah. that's hilarious from a television standpoint. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And for a drama standpoint, hilarious. But I've, if you want to suck a player right out of the game, poor game Shit. design. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, it was fun. I mean, we, uh, I, again, the game itself, it's deal or no deal. Like, they, I mean, they encapsulated what they wanted to encapsulate but if mm-hmm. you're not if you're not bringing that flair there's yeah. like because there's not the monetary value or there's not the point value mm-hmm. or the high score value or anything it's just like you're having to keep track yourself and, and figure out if you did well or yeah. not and you can add your own logic to the game you know you're, you're offered thirty nine thousand dollars <laughs> as i was and you know you're just like well that's the average income of the uh <laughs> an american household in 2019 so that's a pretty good deal i i garrett do you think i should take that you can skip work for a year there buddy it's not a bad skip idea work for a year. Oh, there it is <laughs> or you know i eventually locked onto the idea that i wanted to walk with six fig and i managed to do it yeah so 149 000. poor gar not so lucky. Yeah, so, Not so lucky. I, I took advantage of an option they give you at the end of the game, and I, I said we'd circle back to this, and I want to. Um, and this is present in the actual game show, at least the American version, is at the end of the game, when you're down to two cases, they give you the option to switch your case. And we were talking about this, and, and Tom, I think you were like, why, why do they do that? Is, is that... It's so pointless, It's pointless, right? right? And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's like the antithesis of what the Monty Hall problem is supposed to be, but I think that's trying to, what they're trying to replicate. Right. And they're trying to do an homage to the Monty Hall problem. Now, for those of you who do not know the Monty Hall problem or have not heard of the Monty Hall problem, there's a lot of people on YouTube who've done some really interesting uh, explanations of it, so we'll do our best uh, that we can hear, but it is an homage to an older game show in which you would uh, you would be offered a choice of three doors, right? You're a contestant on a game show, and you have three mm-hmm. doors in front of you, and on this game show, they're going to give away a bunch of money, right? Or the, a, a car, a, an object of value. Let's, let's go say with it's a car. a car. Yeah, let's go with a car. A brand new car 
is behind one of these three doors, and behind the other two are two goats, is usually the uh, thing. You're probably wondering why would I want a goat, but hey, this is an older TV show, and uh, you know, in the 1950s, they thought it was a good gag. 1960s, give somebody a goat. Give them an animal they got to take care of. Regardless, you don't want the goats, you want the car. So you choose a door, and you're really hoping that you have the car behind your door. But what happens is after you choose your door... Let's say it's Monty door number Hall, three. Let's say you chose door number three. Monty Hall says, oh, you chose door number three. Well, let's see. And then the part of the show, what they would do is they would open up one of the doors that you did not choose, exposing a donkey to sort of raise the tension, if you will. Ooh, and they I go, a, oh, you avoided here, that I? donkey. Thank yeah. goodness, huh? Now, do you want to hold on to your door, or do you want to switch your door for the other one? Now, the mathematicians who look at this, they say that this actually is a sort of a statistical novel uh, novelty, excuse me, in which uh, it makes sense to switch your door after they've revealed the donkey behind the other one, because you're you have they have raised your odds of choosing the correct door. And Garrett, you're you're the mathematician, rocket science. Thanks, bud. I'm, I I you, you take it from here. I, I can't really explain. Yeah. The math so so it. so basically, the lot the, the the math behind it says you want to you want to switch because Monty Hall knows what's behind each door. He and he so he purposefully opens up a donkey door. He purposefully opens up door number two, and so it's it's you have a better chance. You have a sixty six percent chance of taking home the car if you switch doors at that. That point, and and the reason why is because at first you have a thirty three percent chance. So basically, what Monty Hall is presenting here is he's saying if you switch, you can have the choice. You can take two doors. Where if you don't switch, you're just taking the one door because he's giving you a door for free. He's basically saying this door, not it. So now it's between these two doors, and so it, it goes back to your original choice, right? It it makes more sense to the. To the to the mind, I guess to to for a normal person or for for most people to think about it, if like there's a million doors, so think think of a million doors, and Monty Hall says pick one, all right, and so mm-hmm. you're like, I'll take door number seven thousand two hundred sixty eight, and so you pick that door, and then he opens every single door uh, except for one, so you're down to two doors. So the logic is like, all right, did I originally pick that one door that was correct, or did Monty Hall just know the correct door all the way? And so then at that point, it makes a little more sense logically to switch, right? Because right. because there's no way, or, you know, there's one in a million chance that you got it right the first time, where there's nine hundred nine ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine chance that you got it. You get it if you switch. So, right. so, and and so the reason it doesn't work with deal or no deal is because you don't have Howie Mandel picking the cases for you. You're picking the cases yourself. So it's actually just completely random what cases are being opened and what cases are being revealed to you. So the the way that needs to work for the Monty Hall problem or for a classic Monty Hall problem is you need to have somebody with knowledge dramatically revealing things that they know know to be true right yes and so and 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 maybe there's a little bit of that with the banker where they're giving you bad good or bad offers but for the most part when you're just when you just look at opening cases and specifically at the end of the game when they give you the option to to trade cases it's not a classic money hall problem so you're just you know at that point it is a coin flip between which two cases you have right there's literally no point in switching out your uh, your case you've gained no knowledge over the course of the game yeah so uh that's that's the Monty Hall problem in a nutshell and it doesn't add anything to the game so the good news is it's not necessarily going to affect our scores uh, 
It's a nice, it's a nice homage. I, I it's appreciate a nice it, homage, but, but, it's just, end, but it's not an actual yeah, homage. It's, it's pointless. Just, yeah. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, why don't we take a look at what some of the people online think of this game, and we can take a look at some of the uh, the reviews that we're seeing around. Uh, there is only one rating for this <laughs> on Board Game Geek, Yikes. and this is li- it's probably because it's listed as a video game. Uh, from this single person, just says gave it away as a gift. That is, that's the only review written in 2016. They said no deal to this uh, game. Oof. Uh, but it, from what I understand, this fared a little bit better on Amazon. Oh, yeah. It's got four out of five stars on Amazon, and it's actually got 126 ratings. So There know, it is. Decently popular. Yeah. Decently popular with 57% of customers giving this a five-star review. Uh, let's look at some of the bad reviews, though. I, oh. I have one here from Gail Edmond. And she says, this game is one hot mess. I bought it for my mom for Christmas, and we decided to play the two-player game thinking it would be fun. Well, the word my mother used to describe it is excruciating. This was the slowest and most boring thing I've ever played. Uh, how it gives you directions. You take turns, look at your open cases, you name it. Each time you switch back to the other player, the screen literally goes black. You only see the suitcase girls in the beginning and the end. When a case is open, <laughs> you only see two arms, breasts, and the case. When it's your turn to pick a case, there is complete silence as you scroll. And I use the term loosely. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Up and down to pick a, a number. Um, yeah, so she wasn't happy with it. Um, and then we have Empty Nestor, who gave this three out of five stars. Not the real deal. Um, he praised the use of real Howie. No cartoons. However, Howie's comments are basically the same, so they become very repetitive after you play the game once or twice, which I would agree with. They would be annoying after you play through one time. He's also going to be making the same offers for the case, I imagine, because you can't record. You like unless they went through and they calculated every single variable that you yeah, have with your I would, cases. I would imagine for, they just have some general neighborhoods that they yeah they went through. And so did. the offers are probably going to get really repetitive too. In fact, you were offered the exact same amount. For your cases, even though that you had a different setup than me. So we were probably in the same ballpark mm-hmm. at one point or another in the game statistically. Yeah. And then I, I do want to read my favorite five-star review. This is the top positive review on Amazon. Um, it's from Kenneth Shriver. Maybe Shriver. Mm-hmm. I have an old deal or no deal that freezes up 10% of the time, ending the game, and it is also ended by Grace Note. I do not have problems with the freeze up on the old disc, but Grace Note ends the games when it scans the DVD. This occurs 10% of the time and resets to case 1. On the old disc, it resets to case 26. If there is any culprit to point the figure at, it is Grace Note. Please have Imagination Entertainment address this problem with Grace Note. And that is the top positive review on Amazon. He. <laughs> loves this game five, so much he's willing to give it a write-off for not <laughs> for not working breaking. that's amazing yeah holy uh, cow what's funny is i actually had this issue when i was trying to boot up the game i had originally put it in my dvd player and it just kept going back to the same case that i left the left the game on and i had to you know reset the dvd mm-hmm. I, I actually think that's a dvd problem not a dvd dvd player problem player. not a dvd yeah disc problem all right well uh let's go into our own thoughts here uh let's Oof. see you want to you want to go first or sure i can go first okay, sure you go you go ahead go yeah ahead. um so basically let's let's look at the positives if you're looking to get the deal or no deal experience and maybe maybe throw some money in on the down on the table if you're playing the two-player game or something like that this this does a decently good job of encapsulating what it's like to play deal or no deal the rules are the same they pulled it over from the show um, so yeah, if, if, if you're a super fan and unlike a lot of the other 
games that we've played that are trying to encapsulate what it's like for that show to be a board game. This game actually does a good job of that. However, it's not necessarily a great standing on its own if you don't have that financial backing that, that adds that tension and that drama. So I, I think that's kind of where this game falls flat. Also, the controls are just, you know, they're so slow, as, as the reviews have stated, and, and, and it's painful. This game isn't something you necessarily want to break out, and I think you also have to pull off points for for not keeping track of the scores for you in the two-player game. I, 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 think, <laughs> I just think it's really funny. Um, yeah, I mean, deal or no deal, just, again, poker without any money, not a great game. Right. Deal or no deal without any money, not a great game. So I, it, it's just not a fun game. It, it, it's the equivalent of trying to flip a coin, you know, 26 times and only hitting heads once or something like that. I mean, I, I, that, that, mm. that, that's not mathematically true, but you know, you get my point. Um, right. It's just, it's just a game of chance. So okay. if you had to put a number to it, what would you say? Number I'm going to go with a, let's go with a point. I'm going to go with a point eight. A point eight. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, alrighty. Uh, if I had to describe this game, uh, have you ever had old popcorn, Garrett? Like just old <laughs> I popcorn. I have. It's like anytime it's you not buy even the nice, pre-popped. not even the nice holiday popcorn either. Yeah. I'm not in okay. the tin. I'm sure. talking about just like yeah, old popcorn. Old somebody stale. left out. Half it's a little bag chewy. Bowl. It's weird. Yeah. Not crisp. If you stripped away all the flavors, no butter, no salt, no pepper, <laughs> no nothing. <laughs> And it's just old popcorn. Mm-hmm. It's filler. It is like if you have, if you're, <laughs> if you're sort of wired up to just waste time, and you're just looking for something to do in order to make the minutes go by. That is not just staring at a clock on the wall. <laughs> I think this beats watching paint dry because you do have sort of the rush of, hey, my number is big, and now my number is small. Ooh, once sorry about you. That, buddy. Once you take the, the the thrill of the money out of this game, it does not stand on its two legs. Yeah. Uh, it's a functional game, though, I will say. The the DVD works, or at least our version worked. I would have liked to have seen. I thought that that Amazon review was actually had some good points in it with the fact that there's no music, and mm-hmm. scrolling through the cases can be a very brutal process, and the footage didn't really show the, the rest of the studio. It was all focused on how that's pretty much all you need, but... It was a lower, definitely a lower quality DVD board game. Uh, they shouldn't have advertised it as a board game. It should be, uh, or they should have sold it in a board game box. What they should have done is just probably, for a little bit more honesty, just have the DVD out of the case and yeah. sell it as a DVD game. Uh, Howie's great, but you know that's not enough to do it for me. All right, that's not enough to that's not enough to really save this game. I'm gonna give this game a one. And One. the only reason I'm being so generous is because Howie's just such a great personality, man. He's we a, love he's truly, he's a truly golden guy. Yeah. Our intro always reminds me of Bobby's World theme too. So I, that's good. Yeah, good. It's I I wish he'd bring back the Jerry curls, but at the same time, <laughs> um, the, okay. The and now it's everybody's favorite part of the show where oh, ring, 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 ring. I think we're getting a call from the banker here, Garrett. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you want me to you want me to take well, this call? Yeah, what's you? I, I need right. to know what's you. All right, here, you let me. Uh, uh, all right, uh, talking to the phone now. Oh, banker Jeff, how are you doing? Oh God, no. Not oh him. yeah, yeah, I see. Deal or no deal is, uh, you know, it's it's had a lot of risky numbers that are still on the board. It's got a one. It's got a point eight. Uh, it's it's pretty bad. Are you gonna make? Were you gonna make this game an offer? 
Oh, you will? Oh, that much? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. All right. Well, I'll I'll let him know. Okay. Thank you. Wow. All I can say is, wow, Garrett. Uh, Banker Jeff Do I, do I even want to hear it? Do I even want to hear it? Do you want to hear it? Yeah, I think you're going to be very interested in this number. Banker Jeff gives this game one cent. He's changed the currency. Oof, no. Not even a point. A cent. We put this in here. <laughs> See how that changes. All right, we have the currency in here, and I'm not sure how the average. I'm not. I'm not sure how this works on the averages. But uh, we have, I, I guess, point. I'm not sure. I'm going to go with point six as the rough draft boys average. I, 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 oh. I mean, you just yeah, look. You just put in the numbers, man. The algorithm comes out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what one cent means. I'm just glad that he didn't put dollars in there. It, oh, it does think does sound like he's not too happy with the game though. Mm. Oh, one cent. Okay, well, we got a point eight, one cent, and a one. Thankfully, we didn't get any stars or 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 uh, gold uh, thumbs up or anything like that mm-hmm. to completely just throw the system out of whack. But uh, what is the board game geek average? I I, I didn't okay. actually the, catch the that. board game geek average is a three out of ten. Oof. And so uh, what we're going to do is we finally get to uh, we're going to do my my new favorite part of the show. <laughs> we're we're going to rate this thing live on air. So wh- what am I going to be giving this thing? Uh, so we're we're going to give it a point it's six. Gotta be a, a point six. So that's got to be a one, right? Because that's not. Gonna I, I think you over. can manually enter if you if you click the number, you can like manually type in a, a number. So I think you can go lower than a one. For the comment, how about I think this is this is going to be quite poetic for our playthrough experience and also okay. our critiques of the game. Yeah. Uh, I opened up the million dollar case on my first pick. What are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love it. Exclamation point. Ex- all caps. What are the odds? All right. Exclamation question. Exclamation question. Perfect. There we go. Saved. And posted. And there it is. Beautiful. <laughs> it's a great addition to the show. Good job. Oh, yeah. I love that segment. Uh, it's, it's it's not going anywhere. It's going to be here to stay. Well, if you guys would like to go see that comment, you can go check it out on the uh, Deal or No Deal page on BoardGameGeek.com. But if you guys would like to get at us on Twitter and you would like to talk to us a little bit about uh, more about the Monty Hall problem or if you have any other thought experiments that you would like to run by us that you can fit inside of uh, Twitter's word limit, you can do so by hitting us up at Rough Draft Games. Make sure you go ahead and go to our website as well, roughdraftgames.com. And uh, while you're there, sign up for our mailing list. We've got a nice mailing list. We'll be sending out info on a couple different things. Namely, we have a game coming out soon, All Rise, that we are going to be sending out some info on. So please subscribe there. And uh, make sure you whitelist roughdraftgames at gmail.com because I believe that's where the... uh, I think think that's where the mail comes from. Yeah, roughdraftgames at gmail.com. Also, support us for the upcoming, hopefully they don't ever do it, but the uh, the impending lawsuit from CBS. <laughs> we were talking about this with, uh, I was talking about this with Garrett before the show, but they have this, some new show that's coming out on CBS Oof. called All Rise, which Oof. is very annoying because we've been working on our game for at least two years now, maybe 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 more but we're gonna get uh, rampaged yeah hopefully we will not get rampaged or we won't get slapped with the cease and desist order but uh i don't know it's gonna be like one of those memes where it says who would win three (laughs) idiots who have never been inside of a courtroom but wrote a courtroom board game 
or a multi-billion dollar media company. So hopefully you will side with us in the uh, the impending the impending hellstorm that falls out inside of a courtroom. And lastly, but not least, I would like to go ahead and thank all of you who have given us five stars on iTunes. It it greatly uh, greatly helps the show. It helps uh, helps it breathe life into it. Helps it grow and spread our little community. And if you haven't already given our show five stars or rated us on iTunes or left a comment, then uh, please go ahead and do that. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you recommend a game, first person to recommend a game, we will get it and we will play it on the show just for you. So that is a heck of a deal. But Garrett. I got to tell you, buddy, I'm waiting for that call from the banker. You got to get us out of here because if if he offers me anything less than six figures, I'm walking anyways. Walking at six figures. All right. Once again, I'm going to pull the uh, signature sign up of Howie Mandel here. Oh, perfect. That's that's how I want to end the show. Go ahead. Let Howie do it. All right. In the infamous words of Howie Mandel, the little paraphrasing, guys, we will see you next week right here on Deal. And I'm saluting and then doing a uh, Z-snap because I believe that's what it does on Deal or No Deal. Or No Deal, a.k.a. Roll and Move. <laughs>